Welcome to my world. I'm your host, Kevin Rutherford. It is Wednesday, December 20th. We are here live. We are broadcasting from Spaces today on X. You can sit back and enjoy and listen on the app if you'd like. But if you want to jump in with a question and comment a topic, you're going to have to come over to Twitter and log in. Um, Just to give you an update, we switched our phone system last week. And the new phone system we were using, which goes way back for us, we were using this back uh, in like 2005, I think. We've, We've used it on and off for years. After a long time, we did our show every day on that platform. Um, When we switched last week, everything went great. Maybe it was two weeks ago. No technical issues whatsoever. All of our equipment was working. We had better sound than we've had before from the guests. And then on Friday, it just quit completely. The entire platform was down. And it's a fairly big platform. A lot of shows use it. Uh, It turns out, it's still down. The entire platform is inoperable. I don't know if we will go back to that platform at all if they do get it fixed. Uh, we're working on some other ideas as well. So for now and the foreseeable near future, um, we will be bringing you the show from Spaces. We are working on it every minute of every day right now. I promise I was up till late last night. I ran into town and bought new equipment to try a different idea. It is really shocking how difficult it is to broadcast a show like this with a live stream and live calls. Uh, It seems like it should be easier. It seems like there should be a software platform out there, but uh, there really isn't. We've had to hack together several pieces of of technology, and we don't want to depend on anybody else because this is what happens. So we will continue to work on it. You know, I could have a breakthrough any minute after the show today. It's all I'll work on. Um, we've got a meeting with our software developers to go over some other ideas and bring some sort of a resolution to this soon, because I know I'm getting pretty tired of it, and um, you probably are as well. But we're here live today. Um, We've had good turnout in these spaces. We've had a lot of good questions, so we will continue with this until we come up with a better solution. So today is Destination Health Day. We'll put a priority on health questions. But we do have fewer people asking questions just because you have to be on Twitter to do it. So we are going to open up today's show for anything. I will put, like I say, I'll put a priority on the health questions, but uh, you can ask anything today. We could talk about trucking or the economy or whatever is on your mind today. So, um, one of the things I, I will talk about real quick, we've got a couple requests. I'm going to, well, I'm going to bring you guys in right now and then uh, we'll talk to you here in a second. So I hopefully I'll get better at bringing speakers in and get the timing right. There's quite a delay sometimes. So um, we'll get to the speakers here in just a second and the questions and comments. Uh, I, I will say this, that this trip, I, I talked about it. I, I had a lot going on on this trip. I had a lot of events uh, I had a big keynote I really wanted to do well on and um, a lot of meetings. And I decided to go full carnivore uh, because I never have. I, I've 
been very carnivore-ish at times for a couple of days here and there. Uh, I do eat much more carnivore-ish than I used to, but on this trip, I went pretty strict. Uh, probably like 98, 99% of all the food I ate was meat or animal products. I threw in a little bit of fermented and a little bit of fruit, not a lot, almost nothing else. And I will have to say that that's about the best I've ever felt in some ways. Now, I was still under a lot of stress. I wasn't getting a lot of sleep. There was a lot going on. But just pure physical well-being and how well did I feel, zero aches and pains. What did happen over time was after I ran out of my own food because I was gone a lot longer than I had planned on, and I was buying, you know, grocery store meat. And because of meetings, I was eating out almost every night. Um, that did catch up to me. That that took about a month, three weeks to a month. And I started noticing some joint pain at the very end of the trip. But since I've been home, I've been eating more stuff. Nothing, nothing that I wouldn't eat. No grains, no seed oils, no garbage. But um, just more vegetables, more snack kind of foods. Um, I've noticed some uh, some joint muscle pain come back. So there's definitely something to the pure carnivore. And it wasn't as hard as I thought. It really wasn't. Uh, it was easier in the coach because if I didn't want to eat something, I just wouldn't have it in the coach. Uh, and there were some cravings here and there, but the, the longer I ate carnivore, just like, you know, when we started eating keto, many of those cravings go away. So um, if you are fighting health issues still, you may want to give it a shot. Go really true carnivore or the closer you get to carnivore. I have a feeling the more problems you can solve. So if you have any questions about that, I'd love to hear that. Um, Fred, jump in here. What's on your mind this morning? Oh, wait a minute. Fred's requesting again. I thought I brought him in. Hey, good morning, everyone. Good morning, Kevin. Um, oh, wait. Wait a minute. Yeah. yeah, go ahead. All right. Okay, you got me now? Yeah, Okay, go good ahead. morning, everyone. Good morning, Kevin. Um, you know, I was going to – I put two books down in the in the purple pill down there in the, in the chat room there. But um, I was in a space uh, Monday morning, actually, talking about health. And uh, uh, Dr. – Angela, who I've been in spaces with, she's a natural doctor and oh. really uh, against hey, Fred. and stuff like that. Well, she gave me two books, and I have I put one on Audible. The other one I hey. put it was a physical book. Can you hear me? Yeah, you were breaking up for a long time there. You're back now, so you might want to start over a little bit and give us a recap. Okay. I was in a space Monday morning actually discussing health and, uh, and diet and, and everything, and I was in – with a doctor who became a natural doctor now, um, Dr. Angela. I think you've talked to her in spaces, but um, she gave me two books about vaccines. And it's about general vaccines, not about just the COVID vaccine. And I put both of them down in the purple pill. One is called Drug Muggers, and this is to help people navigate nutrition and which vaccines and how they deplete our nutrition, certain vaccines do, and medications. So that that's one. And the other one is, uh, oh, what is it called? It's, uh, I put it in the chat, um, Turtles All the Way Down. And this was actual about 
about the science behind these vaccines and all vaccines. And it's written anonymously because of the pushback that the pharmaceutical companies and the uh, so the, this was written by a handful of doctors that, that dove deep into vaccinations and the the, uh, the adverse adverse ingredients and effects and potential harms that they have even being you know with the new vaccine schedules that infants are going through where they're putting six different shots in one vaccine since 1978 or 88 recommendation it's like 98 vaccinations throughout your lifetime it's pretty and pretty intense and very, very, very harmful to the human condition. You know, one of the things I, I think if we could look for a silver lining to the whole COVID thing, um, prior to COVID, I, I would not have said that I was an anti-vaxxer at all. Uh, I, I was concerned about them. I tried to minimize, you know, I, I wasn't going to tell anybody to run out and get every vaccine they come out with because it seems like they just keep coming out with more and more vaccines for things that don't even really matter much you know the whole idea of the hpv vaccine is i i think just completely wrong there's not enough risk there to ever you know vaccinate massive amounts of people so i've been questioning vaccines overall more and more but I, I was not ready to take a strong anti-vax stance, but I do now. Uh, I, I would, somebody would have to work very, very hard to convince me that, that anybody should take any vaccine now. I, and I'm glad that if nothing else that came out of this, that a lot more people are questioning. When I see some of these numbers and I hear what you just said, that there's a potential for like 98 vaccines over our lifetime, that is just total insanity. There is absolutely no way any human being needs even one fifth of that number of vaccines. Well, Kevin, she made a she made a very valid. Hey, hey, Fred. And this is Fred parsed it. So, uh, hey, hey, Fred. Go ahead, Kevin. Can you hear me? Yeah. If there's any way you could move to another place, or you you've got a signal that just keeps going in and out. How about now? Is that better? That, it sounds good right now. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'll just sit here in the kitchen. Um. So she put it this way. If if let's just put this in perspective. An adult like you or I or anyone else that's controlled their health and gotten them, their immune system healthy. If we were affected by six different diseases at once, we would have a slim chance to, to survive that. Okay. And that's what they're injecting to an infant three months old, six different viruses at once. How can a good outcome come out of that when they have compromised immune systems to begin with? Because they're they're infants, and that's what the, that's what the CDC and the medical profession is doing to our youth. Yeah, yeah, it it, it almost seems criminal to me. One hundred percent, and I I don't want to be a downer here, but it has to be. People have to be made aware of what's going on. Yeah, and we know this is one of those issues that the more you speak out on the issue, the more targeted you become. One hundred percent. I'll let you get to uh, another another speaker.
All right. So uh, just to let everybody know, it looks like uh, the space is growing. We've got a lot of people in here. Jump in and join us. Request to be a speaker. I'll bring you in. If you've got a question, a comment, a topic, we are focusing on health today, but it's uh, it doesn't have to be all health. Since we're on a space right now, we don't get as many requests for comments and questions. So we've got room. If you want to talk about anything, we can talk about the trucking industry. We can talk about uh, the economy. We can talk about politics or world events. Whatever is on your mind today, uh, jump in and join us. All right, Scat Pack, jump in here. What's on your mind today? And then, Fred, I'll come back to you in just a second. Am I here? You are. What's on your mind today? All right. Um, I've talked to you about the blood pressure issue before that's got me stumped. And I found a local functional medicine doctor lady and uh, went to see her, I think last week, just for like a consultation. And um, she ended up giving me a prescription, which I didn't really want, but I said, well, she said it's to keep it down while we try to figure this out. She doesn't like it. Yeah, it's. I was going to tell you what the name begins with an F, I think. But it was. Is it some sort of a water pill? I mean, typically, that's the first line of defense. You just give somebody a water pill. uh, It's it's 10 milligrams of some little pill I got at Walmart. It was four dollars. Yeah, it's probably fairly benign. And and it's not a bad idea. If your numbers just keep staying (laughs) elevated, it's not a bad idea to bring it down while you try to work on it. You seen that one I posted with like 180 over 120? Yeah, that was almost that, a record. Yeah, that it, when you see numbers like that, and and you're already eating clean, and you're doing some other things right, and it still won't come down. It, it's not a bad idea to take a medication like this till we figure it out. I checked it last night. I'm only taking it like every two or three days, um, and I uh, checked it last night. And it was like 120 over 80. Okay. Which, which is, is where not ideal. It, right. Yeah. Which, but it should be there without, but this drug, what it does is it opens up the blood vessels. So the blood flows oh. easier. And that's what. Oh. <laughs> Did you say it was a little blue pill? Um, I think so. It, well, t- Viagra does the same thing. No, it's not a yeah. Viagra pill. It's some other name. Yeah. I I so, was going to, it's in the bunk and I, I'm driving, so I can't get it, but I can so post it, it up later. What it's doing is the same thing that, that Viagra can do. Anything that can increase the levels of nitric oxide in our body. Nitric oxide is the molecule that relaxes your arteries. So when, and that's why Viagra works, you know, that's a blood flow issue. And if you can't get good blood flow, then things don't work right. So Viagra does the same thing to lower, to increase blood flow, which really lowers blood pressure. So there, there are multiple ways of doing that, but it, Cardio Miracle is designed to do the same thing. It, it helps your body I went, produce more nitric oxide. I bought, I went through two tubs of that, right, and it didn't do a thing. 
It, right. But I'm just saying that the mechanism is the same. When she says this will relax your arteries, that that is correct, and it it is doing something with nitric oxide in the body to create that. When you mentioned nitric, I just remembered she gave me some little uh, strips you put under your tongue to test and if the it, nitric oxide. Right, and yeah. if it changes color, you're good. Correct. If it stays white, you're deficient. Correct. I tried it two different times because she gave me several of them and always come back white. Okay. Which means that I'm deficient Correct. according to those little. Well, I looked up what what gives you, you know, there's what uh, what increases nitric oxide. There's a lot of different things, which I eat a lot of that stuff. So it's like, why am I deficient? And you'll find that virtually all of those things are in Cardio Miracle. Right. Right. So why so, did that not? So why did it not? But, that's a, but help? that's a clue. There's something going on that is blocking the production of nitric oxide in your body, and we've got to figure out what it is because no, how much you're consuming things that should increase it, it's not increasing. Other than that pharmaceutical drug that you're taking now, and we don't want that to be the answer. No, but that's what she said. There, there's, you know, she wants to find the root cause. She, you know, the, the, the drugs were temporary just to keep it, you know, at a safe Correct. level. And right. And I and I'd like, you know, because I had said I didn't want to take any drugs, but, you know, I, I can understand, you know, it's temporary and I'm out here driving. And no, you know, I, but I, I agree with her approach. It's a good idea to do it this way. Tell me this. A tetanus shot. Would that have anything to do with it? I, I don't know the answer to that, but my the way I approach things like this is anything foreign we take into the body could be an issue, and we should at least explore it. I decided a long, long time ago, they're not giving me tetanus shots anymore. Well, this was back 2019. Even before we'd heard, it was in November 2019. I had I was pulling my RGN, and I had a big cable reel I was chaining down, and I thought I had hooked it up top. You know, I'm standing on the edge of the trailer, which is only 18 inches off the ground. Well, when I stepped back, you know, I was kind of holding on to the chain like you're going to rappel down. Right. And this big hook, you know, it was a half-inch chain, so this hook's about, you know, size of your hand. Luckily, I was where I had a head, uh, a hoodie on. I had the hood up, but I knocked myself in the in the head. Yeah. And uh, of course, I got blood gushing. The guys come running over and went to the hospital close by, and they all they did was clean it up, bandage it up, and you know, tetanus shot, which I didn't think anything of it back then. I mean, that was well, before all this I, other stuff. I, I'm the same and way. Once I realized that we just don't need pharmaceuticals, I, I made the decision. Because every time you get cut, they want to know when you had a tetanus. I've been getting cut all my life. All, all of us that work on stuff, we're constantly banging and scraping things and oh, opening yeah. up wounds around rusty stuff. And, I, you know, the whole tetanus, again, this is all... The longer I do this, the, the less I am willing to accept anything from the medical system. So so no more tetanus shots for me. It's been a long time, and I'm not getting one. Well, I, and, I'm, and I'm there, too. Like I said, this was before the whole virus right. crap. And, and also, I didn't, I didn't think anything of it because, I mean, I've 
you know, now it's right. a different story. But it seems like right after that is when it started going up. It, it, it is possible. I, and, and I don't know of any connection, but I would explore that as a possibility. Yeah, that would be. So right now it's it, the nitric oxide is, is where I'm supposedly not. And even Dr. Barry, because, you know, him beef, butter, bacon, eggs, that'll fix everything. Uh, not necessarily, yeah, and, and, but if there's an underlying condition, then we got to dig deeper, and that's where I'm at at the moment. Right. To, so you know, but those, those underlying conditions, a lot of times what we're finding out comes down to some sort of um, like a, a, a toxin in our body somewhere, a fungal infection somewhere. Um, that's why, you know, Dr. Wilson's approach requires a lot of testing to try to find what what is going on, what's in the body that's causing this problem. I, I, I'm kind of, I, and I was just talking about this earlier, I'm kind of along the lines of Dr. Barry anymore and all the, the carnivores that... Honestly, if you've got a problem and you go full carnivore, there's a good chance it's going to fix itself. If it doesn't, it tends to be some sort of an infection or intrusion with something, and we've got to go figure out what it is. Well, that's what I'm working on with with this local lady here, and she was. Now I've done I've done toxic tests on you know blood. I've done a lot of blood tests uh, with different things here and, and you know all the toxic levels there for i know there's more than they can do in one test but you know all that stuff's come back negative yeah no i, so, I know this it's when frustrating we get these, it is frustrating when we get these tough cases like this where something fairly simple blood pressure is usually fairly simple we fix it all the time with diet maybe a little bit of supplementation so when you when you get a case like this it, it 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 is difficult. It's not something we see all that often. Yeah, I'll uh, when I stop later, I'll uh, I'll just put the name of the drug up on. Uh, yeah, it, it on it, spaces it, there when you know because um, I can't remember. I was gonna grab it earlier, so when I called in, I could tell you. But you know, yeah, I, it it's not all that important. I'm with her. It's just a short term fix to keep you safe till we figure this out. Yeah. All right. I will let uh, someone else get in, and uh, I'll keep you posted, Kevin. All right. Sounds good. Thanks. Fred, jump Thank in. You. Yeah, well, to to Scott's stuff, you know, I, I don't think there's ever a time that I've greased my truck that I didn't come out with some kind of divot in my head, hitting the rear end or something like that. So I'm a firm, I'm a firm believer in not taking a tetanus shot. I'd, I'd, yeah, I'd be a pin cushion. I am I, um, I, I don't know what it is with me in my head, and especially when I get around the coach, which usually if I'm in the coach, it probably means I'm doing an event somewhere, and I am notorious for two days before event banging my head and having a big scab on my head. Yeah, I also was going to – this is actually not health-related, but it is trucking-related. So uh, one of the guys I follow, uh, he's an old – he's a J6er, and uh, he – created this walkaway movement. His name is Brendan Straka. And he uh, is traveling with Vivek Ramaswamy today, and he's going to have a pop-up space. And because Vivek is talking to Iowa 80 tomorrow, I'm going to see if I can get in there and ask him a question or talk to him about trucking a little bit. So I think it's going to be a pretty cool thing. I don't know exactly when it's going to happen, 
but uh, Brendan is traveling the whole day with him through Iowa. So it should be pretty cool to get into. Yeah, absolutely. That sounds good. All right, Herschel, jump in here. Justin, you're going to be up next. Herschel, oh, there you are. Hey, Go ahead. Yeah, you got to hit the button, dumbass. I was just that's telling it. myself that. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Uh, was that Danny talking about his blood pressure? It was, yeah. I, I thought it sounded like him. My money is on fleconide, starting with an F. Oh, okay. That could be. Yeah, that's my money. I tried that stuff, and yeah, I couldn't handle it, but yeah. I'm not on anything now. Yeah. I, isn't that mostly used for AFib? But I think it does help with blood pressure as well. Yeah, it can be AFib. My wife, they got her using it because they put a stent in her carotid artery, so they want to relax everything because yeah, she has I, that I, stent. I, I think it's typically for AFib. Yeah. So my mother has been in the hospital for two weeks she just got released yesterday to go into a rehab. Have you ever heard of somebody's sodium dropping? Yeah. Yeah, man. there are lots of things that can cause weird mineral imbalances like that. Man, you talk about ugly. She well, was when she would talk, she sounded like a cartoon monster. It was it was scary. Scary yeah, it, stuff. It, it, it would be. Sodium is pretty damn important to our body. The whole idea that we were, you know, needed to limit sodium was a horrible idea. Although in the standard American diet, it's understandable that you should probably try to limit it somewhat because you, you get so much poor quality sodium from all the processed foods, the restaurant foods, that that tends to cause issues. But I will tell you, though, you know, I mentioned going pretty strict carnivore while I was on the road. The one thing I absolutely had to do when I was eating that strict carnivore, man, I had to salt the hell out of everything. I, I could not get enough salt. I was putting more salt in my coffee. I was putting salt in my water. I was putting as much salt as I could handle on my meat. And when I did that, things got better. When I didn't, I was having some weird mineral imbalance issues. It required so, a lot of salt when you're eating carnivore. So the funny part of this whole thing, normal range, so says the hospital, is 136 to 145. Mom was at 116. Okay. So that's that's pretty low. And right. when somebody goes into that, it's like they get instant Alzheimer's. It's crazy. They can't How remember weird. anything. Wow. She was seeing stuff on the walls, telling me stories that you just wouldn't believe. But you know the whiteboard that they always have in the hospital room? Your nurse is, your doctor yeah. is, they write it in. Yeah. Under diet, it said low sodium diet. Oh, uh, she's there because the sodium's yeah. low. <laughs> and some of the food that they give that woman oh. in there, and oh. it, it, you know, and I and I know I put a question on the coaching thing, and this isn't coaching hour, but still, it, it kind of connects. Right. Uh, for me, it wasn't about meal suggestions. It was about selling my brain on the idea. Hey, bud, you eat anything with a face. That's, that's it. it. That's you it. Know, no, I, that, I, you know, that, that's, that's what, that's what my struggle has been is keeping on focus to eat things with a face and nothing else. It, after, I, be, I, after being there with mom and seeing the people going, and, and mom's 77. So, right, you know, and she's right. got a list of meds that would choke a horse, it, all kinds of 
conditions that you wouldn't even believe. Well, but after seeing the people going in and out, the things that they were bringing that they were supposed to eat, I might have found my new inspiration to find stuff yeah, with a face and carve I, it up and eat it. I, I'm, I, I agree, and I would venture to say that her low sodium is going to come back to something with all the medications. Yes, her medication list, the last I looked at it, had 30 items. Now, a lot of That's, them are a cream for this and a cream for that. Yeah, but, but you know what? Those, those creams, there, yes. there are creams now that are such powerful drugs. They are, they are the same as all the – they're in the group we call biologics, and they're using these biologics for all of these autoimmune conditions. And what biologics do is they down – grade the immune system they stop the immune system from attacking the body but that but it also stops the immune system from attacking true invaders and they those can be delivered in a cream a lot of the um, drugs used for like skin conditions are powerful biologics that are creams yeah so my wife and i just for curiosity we get to thinking what if part of what's happening to mom, because one of the head nurses told me that a lot of times it's prescription medication that crashes your sodium. Yes. So we went home and got on, because mom shares everything with us. So we can look at what they call my chart. It's right. just a, th a thing at the hospital where you can see everything. No, I'm very familiar with my chart, yeah. Yeah, so we hop on my chart and we get her list of meds and then we start looking up why right. why is she using this one what's this one do what's that one do right so so we started writing it down and going through them and when we got down to the end we got to looking at it and my wife says look at this she says five of these say they lower blood pressure but they also do something else but there's five of them that lower blood pressure but when she was in there her bp was too low Correct. i wonder i wonder why yeah no, it, it, like I said, I'm positive it's going to come back to the medications. Oh, I'm sure it is. You'll never figure out which one. You could drive yourself nuts trying to figure it out, but wow. You know, as crazy as it sounds, sometimes I think people, you know, and I have to be careful how I say this, but, but honestly, I think there are people who should absolutely quit all of their medications and see what happens. Yeah. And yeah. then, you know, add back in if there are truly medications people need to kind of stay alive or, or really avoid horrible. But but I, I am believing now that there are lots of people on multiple medications that are doing nothing to help them and probably doing lots of things to hurt them. Doctors seem to be really good at prescribing new stuff and never taking away the old stuff. Well, my wife is 60 and they start getting on her case about the cholesterol so we go down that's that the route. worst ever the worst yes. ever that is that has got to stop the whole the more i i'm following somebody on x now that is the absolute genius on everything about how statins work how they Every effect in the body, it is incredible to read this person's stuff and they post every single day about statins and all the problems. That entire class of drugs should be outlawed. That yeah. Nobody, it, it is now my opinion, nobody should ever be taking a statin. Yeah, so because 
my wife listens to me talk about what we talk about on the show. She's not anywhere near 100% diet-wise, but she's way closer than she used to be, so there's a little bit of progress. But she told the doctor, she said, I'm not taking statin anymore. She just stopped it because the hip pain and all that was just unbearable. She yep. stopped it. It went away. Now they're pushing some shot that you do once a month, I think it was. And she just keeps telling them, no, I'm not doing it. <laughs> um, was it possibly, is it Rapatha? Yes, I think that's the name. I yeah. Think that is so, the name. so that I, I just read something about Rapatha the other day. Oh, I know what it was. It, is she going to take this? No, no, absolutely okay. not. Here, no. here, here was something I read um, about Rapatha, and Rapatha is an injection to lower specifically LDLC. What they keep trying to claim is the bad cholesterol. Well, it turns out that they don't even have that right. There is no bad cholesterol. LDLC does not cause any of the problems. Even we thought maybe that was an issue. It turns out it's not, that, that we shouldn't even be looking at this. But here's what happened. Somebody who was eating a mostly keto carnivore kind of diet, very low carb, had had their blood sugar under control for years. Their, their fasting blood sugar was typically between 90 and 110, which is almost exactly what we see when somebody's eating low carb. Two injections of Rapatha, and now their fasting blood sugars are over 250. Wow. Yes, just and, and this is an absolute side effect of Rapatha. It messes with your blood sugar. But somebody went from perfect blood sugar control to full-blown diabetic with two doses. Wow. I'll just give you one more tidbit about mom's story and her medications. And I didn't know she was taking this. But as we go through it, one of them is an SSRI. Oh, so I'm thinking, it's no wonder she sounds like a cartoon monster. The poor woman's brain is in left field. Yes. Yeah. Oh, watching yeah. her yeah. go through this it, is just—it is the so. Oh, it's it, awful. If we awful. can get rid of statins first, the next group of drugs I would probably get rid of would be SSRIs, and then after that, we'd get rid of PPIs, the proton pump inhibitors. Three classes of drugs, some of the best-selling drugs in the world right now, and they're just—they're killing people. Yeah, well, she's got that one too, a PPI. I found one of them too. Unbelievable. So she's yeah. got the she's got the trifecta, like the oh, big yeah. three drugs that do next to nothing for anybody's health, but make people really sick. Wow. All right, Kevin, I'll hop off and let you get some other speakers. All right. Uh, let's see. I had Justin in earlier, but we must have lost him. So uh, we have no other speakers that want to jump in. Uh, now's your chance. If you have anything at all you want to talk about, it doesn't have to be health. We could uh, we could talk about any trucking issue you want. We could talk about the economy. You can ask me anything. Um, if we don't get somebody in here in the next couple of minutes, we're going to wrap this up for today. Um, mostly because I have got to find a solution. So uh, as much as I was hoping to take some time off, that's probably not going to happen anytime soon. Although next week, no matter what happens, I don't know if I should say that. Uh, more than likely, 99% chance that I'm not doing any live shows next week. Uh, 
I was hoping not to work at all next week, but uh, I have a feeling I'm going to be working on this technological issue, but uh, we won't be doing any shows next week. So, uh, Fred, jump in here. Well, I want to say good morning to Herschel. I haven't talked to him in a bit. Um, And also, you know, what people have to understand, and I know a lot of people are educated on here because of of you, um, that these doctors are incentivized to prescribe these medications. So sometimes you have to take two steps back and say, well, if that's how they make their money, why wouldn't they be prescribing these medications? You know, I agree with you, and that is the way we have to think. And even after everything I've been through and all that I know and and I deal with this stuff every single day, I go through people's medication list and I find two or three on there that, that should have been dropped a long time ago. I still have a hard time believing that that doctors could act this way. That, that doctors are truly just doing this for the financial rewards. I, I have a hard time believing it. I, I'd like to believe that human beings just aren't that yeah, depraved. But I'm exactly with you. I don't want to think there's any nefarious, but you know what it is? I think that this is where they're trained. They're, they're, lowering, they're lowering thresholds to be put on these medications. And unfortunately, they come out of, of, of medical school or – pharmacy school to be honest with you because the pharmacy yeah, pay for that, them. that's right um but but they they come out of school so deep in debt that they have to generate a, some kind of money somewhere and that's the only incentive they have besides you, operating you might be right I, I i i hate to believe it but the evidence is all there it's it's almost impossible to deny it anymore that yeah, it, because there's there is no logical reason to have it just Herschel's wife, a 61-year-old, on three of the worst classes of drugs. It, statins do nothing, nothing whatsoever good. There's no positive outcome from a statin that I can find whatsoever. There's some pretty horrendous side effects, and, and she's experiencing some, joint and muscle pain, memory loss. All of those are clearly tied to statin use. And like I said, the more I follow this person whose who's focus is nothing but statins and cholesterol, the more that, that looks to me like the biggest medical scam in history. Well, Kevin, I, I don't think it's nefarious at all. I think that they're trained this way, so they think they're doing the noble thing, uh, it, and they're it must and they're be. profiting and they're profiting as well because that's how they're incentivized is to yeah, to make it, money. So there I, you go. I I think you're right, and and it is just awful. You know, PPIs. We know that those do nothing for your health other than destroy it, and yet, and they're only so supposed to be used for a couple weeks at most, and we have people on them for decades. Hey, Kev. Yeah, yeah. Terrence. How's hey there. Going? Morning. Morning. So I got a whole bunch of stuff, but uh, I'll start off with myself. So I mean, with all this bullshit that I'm going through with Leanne and all that, I I'm like. I shouldn't say bitter. I'm just, it's just like, I'm just like mad at everything. I don't know why. Oh, I, I, I'm and, sure. I and know. I was so much better than that, you know. <laughs> but I, this, this Sunday, we got a ton, ton of rain down there in South Carolina. So, so I'm out there on the, my street, and the, the drains are clogged. So it's coming up into my driveway. Not a big deal. I go out there with a rake. I'm out there with a rake, and some buffoon comes flying through with a Jeep and, like, soaks me and, you know, 
So I'm like, you know, I'm, I'm dropping every other F-bomb, screaming and yelling. <laughs> yeah. And then I, and I stopped yeah. and I looked at him and I said, why am I, and I there's no point in that. What, obviously he don't care, he did it. So I, I clean his ground, I go inside, shower up, come back. I, I'm looking, I want to keep my eye on it. I'm out there and there's, another, there's a guy out there raking the same thing I was doing. So he looks over right. at me and he goes, you should be out here doing this. Well, that set me off like a, a nut. I went again. I started screaming. I said, again, you effing this. I mean, and I, I just was like, what? I, I stopped, so I stopped myself. I said, you didn't know where right. I was 15 minutes ago. I said, mind your business, you know, leave me alone. I went back in the yeah. house, closed the thing. And so I got to think, I'm like, well, what? You know, why am I so just angry? And I, and I get it. You know, it, it's a lot, it's a lot of stuff building up. So then that, that next morning I said, I got to do something to change it. So I started back on my uh, X3 bar and all that. And good, I, good. I, I feel a little better, but just, it's like. <laughs> oh, well, you know, first off, we could talk about what you're going through personally. Right. I mean, that, that is a huge factor in, in how you're feeling. But, but on top of that, all we have to do is look around what's going on in our world and our country. And it, it seems obvious that a lot of what they're doing is designed to divide us and have us infighting. Yeah, yeah. The, the, the extreme stuff that, that just doesn't make any sense whatsoever. And we just keep getting pounded with it over and over. And there's just no relief. And, and people are extremely stressed, but we're also being divided. And, and we are angry at each other. And, and uh, you know, I'm not gonna get into any details, but I, I was just asked to be a mediator for an issue going on in our tiny little town over groups that, you know, were trying to get together and do something good for, for kids for Christmas. And now it's turned into a major fight <laughs> here in this little town. I, I mean, it's just insane. But but I, I, I think there's a concerted effort to have us fighting each other constantly. Yeah, yeah. So, so uh, she, Leanne got the blood transfusion yesterday, and she's bummed out because I closed, you know, I, I got the house. That closed on Friday. That all went through good, no issues, you know. And, and, and she's good. feeling like, you know, she's losing everything. And she says, I'm losing. I'm losing my house. And, I, you know, I'm trying to talk to her and explain it to her, but, right. but she's just, like, right. in the dumps about it. But she gets this blood transfusion, and she got she had so she had to go get the blood transfusion yesterday, and then go for more chemo again. So it's three days. First day is four hours, and like an hour and an hour on Tuesday and Wednesday. Yeah. But she gets the blood transfusion, and she can't. When she you know, I, she gets home, she calls me. She's home. I'm like, all right. Well, I got home. I, I she was like. I, I said, would they give you mean blood? She was like, <laughs> angry. I said, the next time you go, you tell them, son. I said, exactly. I said, you tell them, son, the bitches to make sure they get you the, the happy blood because this That's shit right. ain't working. <laughs> and she laughed about it, but she said she just, you know. But what they did to her was, and I told her, I said, you got to stop. They, they, they said, well, we have to give you Benadryl. And she asked why. And they said, well, in case you have a reaction to the blood. I never heard of that. I don't know if that's a thing. With blood transfusions, I, I don't. I, 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 that doesn't surprise me. It is a kind of first line of defense against like an anaphylactic okay. shock. Yeah, but you know, I, 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 I could see that being a thing. Um, and I'm not all that worried about a little bit of Benadryl here and there. It's not a horrible drug. It's, 
uh, you know, basically over the counter. Now, I'm not saying you, you should be taking it for no reason, or but I, but it, that's probably just their first line of defense yeah, against yeah, the anaphylactic shock. But uh, yeah, I was like, Phew. <laughs> yeah. But uh, yeah, it's 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 starting to take a toll on her and all that. But I just you know I just gotta just keep 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 her hopes up and all that. But she like we were out last night. I you know she wanted to get something to eat. I was like, so I. I put steaks in the refrigerator to, to, to do, and, and they didn't thaw out, and it was too late to do the sous vide. So I said, all right, we'll go get some. So we get out, and I'm like, you know, you need to start eating a little better. She gained weight, which is cool. She, they, 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 they like yeah. that. She's up to, you know, she's back up to like 140, and she's not usually that heavy. She gained a lot. Of, so they were happy with that, but just our hemoglobes were so low, and that's what yeah. the doctor was worried about. Hey, hey, here's a trick on the steak. Go ahead. I many times now I cook my steaks right from frozen. Sous vide is one way, but you're right. It takes about an hour to sous vide a steak when it's frozen. Take that steak frozen absolutely solid if you want. It doesn't need to be at all. Sear it in a nice hot cast iron or a good heavy pan. Sear it on both sides. Then just stick the whole pan and the steak in the oven at about like 180 degrees okay. or 200 degrees, as low as your oven will right. go. And then just bring that steak up to temperature okay. like that. Bring it up to 130, 140. It's an excellent okay. steak. It, you can get a better sear on a frozen steak than okay. any other way. Right. That makes sense. Yeah. Try that. Yeah, I'm getting ready to place an order for U.S. Wellness, but I just had to probably wait till maybe the holiday. They had a special before the holiday, but I didn't get a chance yeah. to get on that. But uh, yeah, I mean, it's just like she's she was the she was. I'm telling you, you know, you got to. If she goes, she finally said, she goes, you know what? I'm 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 going out. I'm eating what the hell I want. I was like, yeah. I was like, all right, listen. <laughs> I mean, I can't, I can't tell you no. I mean, I can right. fully say to you. That's not a good way to look at it, but I didn't even say that. I just was like, whatever, you know, right. <laughs> you're right. You do it, do what you want. But she's, like I said, it's just, it's wearing on her a little bit. And, and it's just, oh, it just sucks to watch, you know, it's like, ugh. yeah. So, all right. I don't yeah, want to bring everyone hard. down, but, uh, no, that's all right. anybody, everyone have a Merry Christmas out there. Be safe. And, uh, thanks, right. thanks for all your help, Kevin. I really appreciate it. You're welcome. Right. Absolutely. Later. I'll let someone else. All right. In. Um, James, jump in here. You're next, and uh, Todd, you'll be after that. Can you hear me, Kevin? I can. What's on your mind uh, today? I was going to ask you, have you ever uh, heard of it's a, it's a protein deficiency? Uh, what it is is I've got a seven-year-old boy that me and my wife's fostering, and uh, he'd been coming home from school for about a week smelling like maple syrup. And okay. we first thought, you know, pancakes at school, he got syrup on his shirt. Right. Well, it just kept happening. Well, my wife looked up, why does my seven-year-old smell like maple syrup? And right. it comes up that there's some kind of a, a deal where they have trouble getting rid of protein. Yeah, there, there, it's actually called maple syrup urine disease. Okay. And it, it it's... It can affect the the swell of your uh, or the smell of your sweat. Um, so a lot of times that's where you're getting it, kind of a, a, a sweet smelling. Many times it does smell like um, maple syrup specifically, but that is a, a very specific condition. Okay. Is that something that 
they just have or because we've had him for two years and this is the first time we've ever noticed it i mean he smelt just like you stuck your nose in a bottle of maple syrup yeah um i I've, there are a couple ways this could be referred to it, it msud is one of the acronyms i've seen bckd um because it's it's a branch chain amino acid that that's causing this um have the have, have you talked to any doctors at all about this chef? well he had come down with a fever and stuff last friday and my wife had actually researched it the day before and she thought oh shit this may be part of that so she took him to the doctor and uh they test him for the corona and the flu and all that come back negative well they went ahead and done a urine sample and they said that they would get back with us in a few days. That was on Saturday. And I haven't talked to her today to see if the doctor had said anything. And I was just wondering if you knew anything about it and maybe what we needed to do. Yeah, uh, I do know about it. It, it. My only recommendation for this, this is a true disease that needs to be addressed. The problem you're going to find if you stick with the traditional medical system is they're probably going to recommend an almost vegetarian diet. Yeah, and see that protein. Uh, it, protein causes this to get worse, but I would never recommend just trying to avoid protein no. or eating a vegetarian-based diet, and and that's what they're going to recommend. Uh, I would. I would reach out to a functional medicine doctor and, and start down that path. I, I would really recommend starting with Dr. Wolfson. Okay. And see, the thing about the protein is, is he don't, he don't eat a lot of protein and that that's bad on my part, but he, we got him when he was five and he hadn't been taken care of well. And the, the food, the only foods that we can really get him to eat is like a bologna sandwich chicken fingers pizza you know the normal kid now, junk. yeah and and let's let's think about all three of those things you just named comes with a big load of grains mm -hmm. yeah yeah i try right. to explain to him that you know you've got to try to eat something and he'll put other food in his mouth and it just automatically gags and throws up i don't know what it's you know it stems but, from his no, childhood this, you know being absolutely being and this of. is the this is the hardest thing when you've got a child that that their their taste buds and everything have been so corrupted that you can't get them to eat the food that they should be eating and then my concern is the doctors are going to push a very low protein diet for this yeah how serious is this disease uh it's pretty is serious it? I, I wouldn't mess with this yeah okay yeah, and, and here's the thing. If they keep him on a low-protein diet, it's not going to do anything to solve the problem, and it's going to create new problems. Yeah, for sure. Um, so you say Dr. Wilson's... Uh... I, I would start there, yeah. Uh, if he doesn't feel like he, he has enough knowledge in this area, and I think he does, but if he doesn't, he'll refer you to somebody else, and he's got a great network of people. Now, here's another question, and you may not know nothing about this, but with him being a ward of the state and just in our custody, I wonder how I wonder how big a fight that would be. It, it, it might be a big fight. Here's the way I would approach this. Um, 
there's a child's life at stake here. And I would take the attitude that I'm not going to ask for permission. For sure. I'm going to go do what I think is right until somebody tells me I can't. Yeah, because we are, we're in the in the process of adoption, they're working on terminating the parents' rights right now, but it could be another year, you know, before all that goes through. And this, right. from what right. my wife told me and what you're telling me, it sounds like it's pretty serious, you know. I I wouldn't mess with this. Okay. All right. Well, I sure appreciate it, and uh, I'll I'll keep in touch and let you know what I what I find out. All right. Yeah, definitely. I, I'd love to hear the outcome of okay. this one. I appreciate you, buddy. You're welcome. Uh, Thanks. Todd, jump hey, in. Hey, Kevin. Here. Oh, boy. I wish I wish it was applicable in this that man's uh, case. But, you know, people always say, what's the one thing? And we all we all know that there's like a hundred little things. But I've been reading a little bit about butter and it it's miraculous for a lot of things and especially with children. But I don't think in that case because of the, the protein. But um, yeah, I was in. There's there's very specific branch chain amino acids that they're looking at, and and amino acids are protein. It's the building blocks of protein. So, um, you know, the the medical system, all they look for is how do we minimize or eliminate symptoms. So we'll give you a drug. We'll we'll tell you don't eat protein because that's causing symptoms. That may be true, but without the protein, he's going to get less and less healthy. So we've got to solve the problem without turning this kid into a vegan yeah yeah it's that's yeah it's definitely unique that's uh, that's got to be looked into and hopefully by someone like dr wolfson but um butter i have a couple of things i i usually buy the carry gold because it says you know grass fed but it does not say grass finished but i i found a, a butter in wegmans the other day that said 80 i'm gonna say 85 maybe it was 82 percent butter fat so it's, uh, what's the... it probably says something like European style. Yes, it does. Exactly. Yeah. that And that's that, I typically buy those kinds of butters myself. I like the higher butter fat content. Um, I, I will tell you, I have almost no problem finding really good, clean butters at almost every store anymore. So so Kerrygold isn't the gold standard. There's Well, it, it it's. I still have some Kerrygold. I just bought some when I was on the road because the one store I was shopping at someplace, that was the best option I had. But but I, I can typically find others. I have no problem with Kerrygold. Um, and we, we knew early on that Kerrygold is not 100% grass-fed. They supplement some feed in the wintertime. Yep. Um, not enough that it would worry me. So if I can get Kerrygold, I'll still use it. Um you know, one of the things I, I actually, I don't make a big deal about this, but I do try to find more local options. And Kerrygold's coming from another country. Yeah. So it, now that we have so many good, clean butters, it, I, I, like I, I find a new brand all the time. I, I just bought another brand while I was on the road that I'd never seen before. It was a very clean fully pastured European style, high butter fat. I don't even remember the name now, but, but I, it, I just don't see finding good butter that hard anymore. Okay. So, but this particular European butter, whose name we don't know that, that does not say grass fed. Kerrygold right. does, but it, Kerrygold doesn't say the fat percentage. I don't know if that's marketing. They think people will be afraid of that or does it well, have... It, 
there's Kerrygold is probably just the standard butter fat ratio, so they don't make a big deal about it. And European style is a higher, so they tend to put that on there. So, what do you but, think? But you're right, in this country, people would tend to shy away from the higher fat. It, it's not a positive thing for them, it's a positive thing for me. So, do you think the, the partially grass fed uh, Kerrygold? Do you think the other, the European butter with the higher butter fat trumps it, even though it's not grass fed? Well, we, we don't know that it's not grass fed. Just like Kerrygold doesn't put their fat content, this company may not put, it, it, they may be grass fed. We don't know. Okay. Um, I tend to, I wouldn't buy that one because I can probably find another one that I know for sure is grass fed, so I don't have to go look. What I'm saying is I, I just don't find it all that hard to find good butters anymore. Okay. I just, I guess I, I know, I know you give advice to some people in some cases where if you're getting started on carnivore, you know, conventional meat is, is if that's the best you can do, then do it. And I'm wondering if 85% uh, fat. I, I, I'm not all that worried anymore about, is it truly 100% grass fed? Typically though, I can find grass fed, grass finished butter just about anywhere. And, yeah. and if my choice was truly pastured with the slightly lower butter fat. We're not talking about huge differences here in the amount of fat. I mean, butter is almost pure fat anyway. So I would go with the higher quality rather than the higher fat if that was my choice. Okay, that's that's. I guess that's what I was hoping to 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 figure out. Which yeah, one. if that was my only choice, one is is very clean and completely pastured, and the other one isn't, but it's higher fat. I'm going to go with the cleaner. Okay, so quick, still on butter. I'm in I'm in the grocery store not very recently, and there's a huge kid in front of me, uh, pretty tall. Doesn't matter. He's a big kid, still a teenager. He's morbidly obese. And you can tell he's a boy, but when you look right in his face, you know, it could go either way. And so I'm reading and researching butter and I'm thinking, so A, he's probably got a lot of seed oils, a lot of soy, and and he's not getting real butter. And I, I, I don't know, this is just a talk and to tell people who've got young kids, but butter seems to be miraculous for any age. And, and because it's got the cholesterol and that right? That makes, uh, it's a precursor to sex hormones. And it's responsible for so many good things in the body to not have just butter seems like a shotgun blast and, and more than a rifle shot. It just seems like it covers more things than, than just meat. I, I'm not sure yet, but I, I'm pretty excited about it. I don't have my notes in front of me. So I wasn't able to unmute my mic because I was um, driving and delivering and I'm just not prepared for this call. But Butter really seems to be miraculous. Yeah, yeah and, and butter, it, it's kind of weird because technically butter is not a real human food. Yeah. We, we, you know, we, we hunter-gatherers did not eat butter. We didn't figure out butter until we started domesticating animals, milking them. And then we realized, hey, look, you know, if you... This separates, and then if you take the cream and you whip it or shake it or whatever, it turns into this butter thing. So technically, it's not a real human food, but I'm with you. Butter seems to be pretty incredible. Butter creates butyrate in our gut, which is really good for a lot of things. Uh, I, I could go on and on, and I consume incredible amounts of butter. 
I mean, I, I put butter in everything now. It, it goes in my coffee. It goes in my bone broth. I cook everything with butter. I, you know, if I'm having a steak, it's going to have a bunch of butter on it. If, if I make a wing sauce, it's going to have a lot of butter. If I make eggs, they're going to be swimming in butter. I, I love butter and I eat a lot of it. And I do think there are virtually zero downsides to it and a lot of upsides. There's a lady, um, she was on Weston Price podcast and she's she's eating uh four pounds of butter a week i think it was and um wouldn't surprise me i I, i'm sure lisa and i together go through that much yeah i it when i start to figure it out how much i use and and i'm using more and more uh it's like they gave the stats for like the turn of the last century i can't remember the number was 18 but i don't know if it was 18 pounds a month it was something huge they ate over 100 years ago and today I don't. I forget. I wish I had. I wish I was prepared for this call. But the numbers that people eat per year in butter, real butter, is is a very, very much a fraction of what we used to eat. And um, well, it, it, if anything, it's actually grown a little in the last decade because some people are are realizing the whole margarine thing was a horrible disaster. It was exactly the opposite of what they told us. Um, so there is a movement back to real butter, but you're right. We don't consume what we used to. Now, I consume more butter now than any other time in my life. I mean, I, I, I never really, other than when I was a kid and my parents did the margarine thing, as a young adult in the Army, I can remember because I, I had an apartment. I loved to cook back then. I, I started using real butter way back then. Yeah, it's, well, it's just. It's really who knew, you know, they, they, it was just like a it was like one of those uh, brainwashing programs. We just we got away from it. Like you just said, we went to the, the seed oils and the. Um, I wanted to tell you, I I make my own version of um, of a chipino. I don't think you'd like it, but I I'm just trying to eat more fish. And and the block of butter I put in there is, you know, if you round it off the corners, it would be more than a, a golf ball worth of butter. And I'm like, hmm, can I really taste the butter or do I need more? And it, oh. it really melts well into, uh, into oh, that. My, my chipino, which is a red sauce base, a, yep. a true chipino should be a red sauce base. Yep. Um, I don't know how big the batch is. I, I could probably estimate it's maybe a gallon, gallon and a half when I get done and all the seafood and everything is in there. But that has at least a pound of butter. <laughs> nice, dude. Yeah, my my that. In fact, I kind of think that the secret of why my chipino is so damn good is because of all the butter in the sauce. Yeah, no, no doubt. I mean, it's it's just it's magic, and I'm yeah, you know, I'm I'm totally into it. So I'm just looking everywhere I can to put the butter in. And by yeah. the way, I have fermented cod liver oil that i put in with this not into the heat but once it's yeah. once it's out, yeah and uh it and it's lemon something it's got lemon in it and it really gives it whatever zang disaster yeah. there you go or something um hey so medical mysteries I, I hope he doesn't mind saying but herschel and i were talking on on our cell phones not too long ago and there's this uh documentary called grounding i think it, no no sorry i'm getting my documentaries mixed up it's called root cause okay and and it's real dr mercola is in it and some real heavyweights 
um, from the dental industry, um, from the biologic dental industry are in it. Anyway, when you get people like me, maybe people like Herschel, and and if you've had any, especially a root canal, and, and it doesn't matter how long ago, it could be 15 years, it could be more, and there's something wrong, and you're doing every right, and you're as clean, something, you're doing as, as clean as you can, and you're getting sunshine and fresh air, and you're doing everything, and there's still something wrong, there's something off. A lot of times, it could be, you know, something to do with the root canal, because they, they take away the blood supply to that tooth, which is what it is, and but right. they put in so it's like putting a dead body part back in and the immune system can't get it get to it when there's no blood supply to it and if that happens to be on the heart meridian good luck you know i i i agree that uh, a lot of these weird cases are going to come back to to medications somebody's taken in the past procedures they've had um it, not only am i you know becoming more and more fanatical about the food i eat i i do not want anything to do with any part of the medical system if i can avoid it, 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 it and i i'm fortunate in that i've never had a root canal I don't have a single root canal, and and I'm glad I don't because we are finding that they do cause issues. And you know what? Here's something else. If you have like two teeth next to each other, and for whatever reason, one has an amalgam and one is gold or or zirconium, not zirconium. Um, I can't think of the metal, but anyway, it doesn't really matter. But when you cover those, you cross those two circuits with saliva, like putting a, a screwdriver across a starter motor, you've got a current. And again, like I said, if it's on the heart meridian or whatever it is, the kidneys, the that is a big problem. And you know, if you think about this again, we now know that had we all eaten the proper human diet our whole life, dental procedures wouldn't even exist. Yep. So all of these dental procedures, whether it's toothpaste, fluoride, fillers, root canals, uh, uh, amalgams, all, all this stuff that we do to our teeth, washes, rinses, all of it is completely unnecessary and damaging. Yep. And and the stuff that can grow, according to that documentary, I've been trying to look it up elsewhere. So far, I can only find it in that documentary. But those are reputable people. The stuff that can grow in that pocket of that root canal, when they cover it, is no, nothing less than aspergillus and some other ones. I want to say black yeah. mold. It's horrible stuff. Yeah. And, and they, they said 5,000 out of 5,000 teeth that they did, that they looked at from root canals, were infected with something, you know, I, vir virulent as hell. And uh, anyway, I, I just, everybody out there, keep an eye on your dentistry and be aware and avoid root canals and yeah I mean, it's horrifying i got a titanium post cost me five thousand dollars i think it's gonna have to come out um i i know i i i almost went down that route i have one tooth missing i don't have any root canals but i did lose one tooth pretty early on and i over time i have thought about getting an implant it, it sounded like such a great thing I'm glad I didn't go do it. I'm glad I was just lazy and never got around to it because now there's no way I would do it. So it's just an empty spot? 
with that yeah. toothless. Yeah, so, I, you know, I've had what, and I still have it. It's what's called a Maryland bridge. Yeah, uh, it's got two little hooks on it, and it, the t- there's a tooth, and it pops up in there, and then they glue it, and it it will last usually a year or two, and then I'll bite something, and it'll break loose, and I got to go get it glued again, and finally I just stopped doing that. Okay, I see. Yeah, they do they do make something now from zirconium, and I, I'm pretty sure it's a ceramic, whatever it is. It's inert, and it, it's a post. And um, this is what biological dentists yeah. use if, if, if you don't want that space that you have. Uh, I, I think I'll just, you know, how many, and look, I'm not saying they're wrong, but how many times have we thought something was going to be better or right, and then it turns out that it's really not, that, that there is some sort of a I, I I am just going to try to stay as natural as I possibly can. Yeah. Hey, Amen. Yeah, I agree. You're right. Maybe I'll have it removed and I won't have it replaced. Then. I, 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 yeah, that would be my choice that I, I wouldn't. Yeah, they, they do have something similar to what you just said. It's, it's they use some kind of it's a bridge, but they don't shave away the teeth around it, and it's, it's right. That's the the two teeth around. Now sometimes they'll actually take the two teeth around and put crowns on them. And, and the crown becomes the bridge itself, but a Maryland bridge is just, um, it, it's just a, a, a tooth, a fake tooth with two little hooks on it that they glue to the other teeth around it. Yeah. Sounds like a wrestling move, the Maryland bridge. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're right. That's horrible, horrible stuff. So anyway, um, I, I might talk about grounding if no one else wants to jump in. I see Fred, you know, is, is waiting yeah. Well, we'll let Fred just jump in here with us. Yeah, Fred. Yeah. Well, Todd, I was going to touch base on on the root canal issue. So, what what happens with a root canal? Because I was in dentistry for a while at the Navy. Um, the tooth gets traumatized, and the the actual nerves and roots die in the tooth. So that's why they do a root canal. But what happens is they 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 clean out the 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 canals of the of the tooth and they fill that. So but what what it is there is a pocket underneath the tooth yep. that you can still see on on x-ray and that's where you're talking about just so people understand the the the, the technical version of it, you know, the, what you know, the nuts and bolts of it. So that's what's happening is is there is a trap, you know, a, a place where where bacteria and and potential infections could lie. And sometimes, when people say the root canal didn't take or went bad, what happens is that, that actual infection they didn't get out enough underneath the tooth, and it builds up pressure, and there's no way for the pressure to go because the the canal is already sealed. So that's you know that's where I think you're you know that these people uh, these researchers have found the issues yeah. in. So. Um, you know, so that's one thing. And I also want to say, you know, uh, with J- what James is going through with, with his adoption, I mean, he say, he's going to take this child to a, a bona fide doctor, even though it's not in the traditional medical. So I think he have a case there, James. And also, Terrence, you know, man, you need to vent and you need you need people that are going to help you and listen and, and and help you through that. So don't ever apologize for talking, please, man. I mean, you know, I already told you if you need anything to talk, you just hit me up. I'll give you my number. You call me. No, I appreciate that, man. I like I said, it just it just was like these people, you know. I, I just and nowadays people don't don't really pay attention to what's going on around them, or they just you know, they just say shit. You know, it's like you don't you don't know what the hell I was doing fifty, and then and then I'm in my garage and you're giving me shit out in front of my house. It's like 
No, no, it doesn't <laughs> work that way, man. Well, I, I, I know like you're, it. I know you're soft spoken from your Staten Island, so I know uh, how yeah, that is. Yeah, I mean, you know, you know, so. listen, I'm telling you, you guys think I'm, I'm, I'm not, I shouldn't say it. I, if you would have known, if you would have known me 15 years ago, I, I would, I would, you wouldn't yeah, even want to talk to me. <laughs> just, and I'm not proud of that. I, I'm not at all. I'm, I'm, it, right, you know, it's, right. It's not to be proud of. It's just that's. Hey, hey, Terrence, you know what? What there is to be proud of. What's that? That you realized that and changed it, really. Oh, yeah, yeah, I had to. I mean, I, yeah. it's like, you know, it's, there's no way to go through life like that, man. Yeah. You know? Well, to Terrence's point, I was one of these guys with a hair trigger that'll pull you out of the car at a traffic light and just go at it just because. I mean, yes. it's just insane. So, yeah. uh, you know, uh, my wife was the voice of reason in my head saying, you know, when are you going to grow up? You're 40 years old doing this. I'm like, oh, God, I know. Okay, I'll stop. Well, well and, and I really do believe now there is a concerted effort in this country to have us fighting each other. 100%. That's what that whole uh, tryst in the in the uh, Congress in the in the you know that's what that is because that was that listen our our elected officials are not holier than now they're they're yeah. depraved sexual yeah. individuals so well they were punching uh, people in in the Congress anyway wasn't there a fifth night the one thing <laughs> but this, I forget who that was McCarthy or something there was some kind of a tiff right there well, was, there, I can't there, think there was the uh, Boy, who was that? Somebody went up against a union boss, and and they almost came to blows. The guy, the the I think he was a congressman, actually stood up and said, "Yeah, he's he's a congressman from Oklahoma." Yep. Yeah, yeah, he stood up to the union boss because the union boss had had like insulted him on social media, said some pretty nasty things, and and the guy called him right out and said, "We'll just take care of this now." Listen, that congressman, that congressman is actually a, a MMA fighter. He's like a, a high-end yeah, high guy. I but know. I, I want to give people perspective. Listen, Andrew Jackson killed an assassin on, his, on the Capitol steps. I mean, this has been going on forever. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. You're right. We used to settle things with duels. Not duelies, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so there. Yeah. I read a thousand years ago, I read a book, I think right. it was called the last lion it was a church this is a political thing just like you guys are talking about and and churchill everybody knows churchill and, and he had a big yeah. mouth and a, and a quick wit and and one day he just called out i think what do they have in britain is that a parliament and he he said to the whole body he said i think half for you in disgust i think half of you people are asses and he um he actually got blowback for that. This is a true story and he had to apologize he was forced to and he stood up before them and he said you know, I've been reprimanded and, and uh, in view of my remarks, and I have to say that half of you are not asses. <laughs> so, so, hey, hey, I just looked. I have a meeting at 930, so I want to make sure I get a couple other speakers in here. Justin, jump in. It's your turn. So, yeah, I hear y'all talking about the uh, root canals and everything. What would y'all do if you, you need, like, more than one root canal? Would you just have the teeth pulled and have, like, uh, like a denture or something put in or what? That, that's one option to, to have the tooth pulled and then some sort of a, a non-invasive bridge. Um, but, but what I would really recommend, rather than try to give you advice on, on when I don't have all the details, what I would recommend is that you look for what's called a biological dentist. 
So a biological dentist is a lot like what we talk about functional medicine doctors. The, the belief is that the human body will heal itself if it's given the proper nutrition and we create the right conditions. So we work with a, a, a dental company that makes products, toothpastes and tooth powders and tongue scrapers and all kinds of things, but they are, are, are natural. And the crazy thing we learned from them, and, and now this is absolutely true, I completely believe it. The first time they said this, I almost, I swear I almost called the woman a whack job and said, no, that can't be right. But but I've learned to just, just you know, listen to what somebody says. Turns out our, our teeth can heal their own cavities. Yeah. That if you give, if you have the right conditions in your mouth and the two conditions are the proper pH level, which ours is all screwed up because of our diet, and all the dental products we use screw up the pH in our mouth, and you get the bacteria correct, again, a diet issue, that you won't get cavities because when, even if they start, your body actually heals them. It's astonishing. It's like Terminator technology. It is. It, I, I actually thought the woman was a nut job the first time she told me that. I, I almost ended the relationship at the time because I, I didn't believe that it sounded too crazy to me but it is absolutely true like going barefoot will thin your blood I, I know i know hey, hey justin just just to say another thing you might want to look at and i don't know if you're doing this or someone's doing this close to you where where the teeth may be if you do get them extracted um, where the teeth may be and potentially maybe uh, something like a removable partial. Um, this way it's not, it's an appliance, but what, when, when they put a fixed bridge in, they have to, they have to kind of uh, contour the adjacent teeth, which means, you know, kind of just grinding them down. So the, a partial will, will fit in there, but a removable piece will, they don't do any damage to any other teeth. They just kind of, they just snap in and snap out. So that might be something to think about as well. If they're like joining teeth, you know, two together. Yeah. And I think we may have lost Justin. I don't see him anymore. Thegan, uh, I'm going to bring you in as a speaker now, and you will probably get the last word. Uh, what can I help you with today? Thegan, you've got to unmute yourself. Look around for a little. Yeah, oh, there, there you go. There, there we go. Yeah. Now I was just going to add to the dental uh, subject. There, uh, I have a partial for my front bottom six teeth. Can you okay. hear me? Yeah. Go ahead. Oh, yeah. No, I was just adding to the uh, the dentist subject. That's all. Yeah. Um, oh yeah. Just talking about that hey. earlier. And so, you have anything going on? Anything that's not right with you that you feel you've always have headaches or you don't anything weird going on since you had that work done? Uh, no, I've, uh, had it for now for like, I think like three, four years, uh, you know, consistently been trying to do what, uh, Kevin recommends, you know, the whole eating the right stuff and whatnot. And no, nah, I never had any issues with it. That's good. Yeah. yeah no, it is sounds a, like this a may, removal piece may not be invasive. Yeah. Is it removable? It's, it's uh, a, the... Yep. Yeah. It's a removable partial. It's on a, like a, I don't know if you call it metal, but 
it's you know the medical stuff that you would use for your mouth. It's on a frame, right? It's on a frame, and it just yeah. has the teeth attached to it. Yeah, yeah, yep. yeah, yeah, that, yeah, yeah, yeah. You take it out every night when you go to sleep. You keep everything clean, and yeah, yeah. I mean that's that's something to think about, you know, in any one situation, you know, if you just have one tooth out, like Kevin was talking earlier, you want, you know, they'll, they'll, they'll give you a bridge where they'll, you know, uh, glue it in pretty much, you know, and then you'll have to get other things to clean around it. But, you know, if you have a couple teeth missing or, or something to that effect and they're together, something like a partial, you know, a removable partial will, would work really well too. And then uh, you'd be surprised. I actually don't have a biological dentist. And the first dentist that I've ever heard tell me, he's like, we're not removing your uh, wisdom teeth because they're too close to your jawline and the nerves. And therefore, we risk, like, numbing your jaw. So he's like, unless they're really, truly bothering you, like an emergency, he's like, we're not removing them. Yeah, you know, the, it, it, that's another thing that that has happened now i had to have all four of mine removed when i was in the army they were all impacted and they were causing problems but the the reason for that is not natural at all the reason is when we started eating grains our jaws started getting smaller and smaller and there was no room for all those teeth and that that's the problem we should have big wide jaws with all kinds of room for those teeth Kevin, so when when they pull out, what you say that was called molars? What was it? The wisdom teeth. Wisdom is yes. there a, a spot left, uh, or how does that work? No. So so Todd, uh, what they consider wisdom teeth, uh, when the, in the the, the the makeup of your of your teeth, the back teeth, there's actually three molars, and the last one furthest back is your wisdom teeth. And because what Kevin just stated, that we've we've actually gotten smaller throughout the the generational you know uh yeah. ev evolution yeah. that we don't have room usually for that third set of molars and so a, a lot of times they'll they may not even come out and they'll stay dormant but sometimes they try to break through and they cause problems crowding oh. problems a bunch of different problems so they recommend you remove them so there's no space there and i i, I got a quick funny story when i was in the navy because I worked in dental, we, we wanted to play a trick on the oral surgeon. So when I was getting my wisdom teeth taken out, I got three of them taken out. Because one, I had a, two taken out as a child. One came in and filled in that space. So I have two molars still on that one side. But they numbed me up before I went over there. And I told the doctor, I said, hey, doc, I want to try this without any, any anesthesia. And he's like, what? You're crazy? And after he poked a couple of times, he realized that I was numb. So he got all pissed off at us. But it was a, kind of an inside gag. Yeah. Hey, hey Fred, I, I have a story. So I knew mine were causing problems and I knew I was going to have to go see the dentist. I was in the army at the time. And I, I thought I was going to use it as an excuse to get out early on a Friday because I was having a big party that night. So I wanted to leave work early. So at lunch, I said, hey, I'm going to run over to the dentist. I just got to get, get this scheduled. I, I want to go over and let them look at this and get this scheduled. So I run over there on a Friday and I've got a big party tonight. I want to get out early. And they said, hey, we had a couple cancellations. We can do these right now. So they started yanking out impacted wisdom teeth. And at one point, the dentist was standing in the chair, straddling me and hammering on these teeth, trying to get them out. Three Stooges style. <laughs> yeah.
<laughs> Listen, that that is true. That happens. I mean, it's crazy, but I, I guess you didn't make your party, huh? <laughs> I, I did make the party, actually, but then the problem was, and I, I have a feeling all the drinking and alcohol and other substances may have contributed. I ended up with a dry socket. Yeah, so I was just going to actually just talk about that, believe it or not. So I'm glad you brought that up. So what Kevin is – so basically a dry socket usually happens on the lower teeth, um, on the bottom teeth. Um, and what happens is – so when they pull teeth out, you know, your blood coagulates, it clots, right? So you have a clot in there. And any kind of – they tell you don't drink through a straw or any kind of carbonated beverages after you get a lower tooth pulled out – because you have a chance to dislodge that clot. And the only thing between that, only thing between the air and your bone, your jawbone, is that clot at that particular time. So it'll be extremely, excruciatingly painful to breathe through your mouth if you have a dry socket. And the, to this day, you'll, you'll probably understand this, to this day I cannot stand the smell or taste of clove. Yes, yes. So the, they, what they do is, if you have a dry socket, they take, they wad up some material and they dip it in clove because that'll help heal and help the skin kind of uh, yeah. move towards. Yeah, and uh, clot, clot. every day, every morning before work, I had to go in to get that packing taken out and replaced. And after they took the packing out, the dentist would take a big syringe with water and blast that hole to clean it. And the pain was unbelievable. And I still associate all that pain with the smell of clove. Yeah. All right, guys, I got to wrap this up. I have got a meeting in 10 seconds, so I got to run. We will see you back here tomorrow. Be safe, be profitable, be fit and healthy, always. Do the hard work and master the journey.